Frank, I am like literally ridiculously excited for this week's podcast because I've been talking about this topic for weeks. I've been trying to implement it for weeks. I've been testing it all weekend long, and I think I have it in like the perfect spot. And at the same time, I'm pretty excited because there's this new drink that I've been trying that happens to be our sponsor this week that I'm going to tell us about later in the show called Magic Mind. It's absolutely delicious. You've been trying it. I've been trying it. And it's really been helping me get through implementing in-app subscriptions <laughs> into my applications. Look at how buttery smooth that was, Frank. You need all the help you can get, don't you? <laughs> no, I'm actually quite afraid of this episode, so I'm glad that you're all jazzed up because I've been fearing this for a while. It's, it's fun to talk about subscriptions and payment systems and all that at a high level, especially when you're agony on and ridiculous pricing models for my apps. But then the rubber must meet the road and you must actually implement the stuff. And so I am both looking forward to and painfully want to avoid all the scary, hairy details you're about to bring up. So let's go through this one more time with the how do you monetize your app? Well, you can have free apps that don't take any money. And guess what? You don't Terrible have to idea. implement. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have to implement anything. That's good. There's another monetization mm -hmm. where you do make money and you charge people for the app. That's the thing that Frank. It's brilliant. It's a thing. Yes. You put a price on it and people pay it. And then you, you just you're, you're happy and life is simple. It's the good life. There's a hybrid between the two of those where you have to do a little work, but not too much, which is this is a free app. And let me have you unlock some features with a pro mode. And, you know, I am a big fan of that, Frank. Yes, uh, of varying degrees. We, we, we've pushed you along in different directions throughout the many years here <laughs> um, because, yeah, you have put. You put in a pro mode when you added the graphing capabilities to your mm -hmm. app. Uh, and I always thought that was a good idea. But that was a one-time purchase, if memory serves, because we were talking about subscriptions back then, but we weren't quite sure what to do. But at some point between then and now, you got the subscription religion or something. Yes, I would say I got the, the itch to start making more regular money on occasion. So uh, for fun, you to try it out, too, because I've had the in-app billing plugin for years and I've used it for the scenario of a one time consumable, non-consumable purchase. There are consumables, too. Like if you're making a game, you're going to have a consumable or you can buy things over and over again. But a non-consumable is that you bought it and you own that thing for the lifetime. So like the pro mode. Now, the issue with those two things that we outlined, the Frank tried and true mechanism and the James tried and true mechanism is that you don't make recurring revenue, which is what you yeah. just pointed out. And for greater or worse, right? I think that ideally worse. if you make a great product and you're increasing the amount of users that you have, then you continuously, you know, um, will generate more revenue. But no. what if you get <laughs> less downloads? You know what I mean? And people still want to use your app. Yeah. I mean, ever since the beginning, I, we've wanted subscriptions because, yeah, um, someone paying $10 for your app and you maintaining it, you know, a couple releases every year, you know, something like that. It's a, quite a bit of work to do that. And you're not getting any recurring revenue. So it's not a great situation, the old one. Honestly, I, have, I keep falling back. I, I blame simplicity. You know, that, that's my great um, 
tragic story there. But at the same time, obviously, subscriptions will make you more money in the long run, as long as you don't mess up the model too much. Or, you know, the world changes and people just hate subscriptions. But right now, in this economy, um, subscriptions are doable. Subscriptions are doable. I think people are a little subscription fatigued. But if you make a really engaging application and you have features that people want, I do believe they're willing to pay for it. And my, my thought process right now is to have a very low entry fee for people to get more people just to try it out. Hopefully they're longtime subscribers. Now, the reason I never went down the subscription route, and I'm interested why you didn't, but my reason is not that I didn't, that is not that I didn't want to. It's just that I knew that they were going to be extremely complicated to implement because um, non-consumable in-app purchases are so easy to implement. Uh, And I looked at the documentation for subscriptions. I was like, there's no way I can possibly do this. Like when you do a non-consumable purchase, the person buys it and it's in their purchase history. And if they own it, they bought it. Like it doesn't (laughs) expire ever. Like they either bought it or they didn't buy it. And you have a restore button and a buy button. And like, you don't have to calculate anything. You don't have to keep track of stuff. You don't have to be like, oh, it's the end of the month. Like, what do I do now? Like, do I take away the functionality? No, they just get to keep the functionality. So for me, it was, I don't want to say lazy, Frank. I want to <laughs> say there was a very large time commitment um, for implementing and trying out subscriptions in my applications. Yeah. And now that I have, I'm still not even at the 100% I've done it correct mechanism because subscriptions are very complicated, which we're going to get into today. But what is your reason, Frank? Is it because you don't think it's a good model for your app, the complications, or don't break it if it, if it's, if it's working? Um, uh, yeah, the, well, honestly, the biggest thing in my, in my way right now is I don't know what the upgrade path is for people because mm. I don't want to have someone buy the app for, you know, $10 today or whatever I'm selling it for. <laughs> um, and tomorrow say, ha, all the features are gone. Now you got to pay for the subscription to get all those features back. So that would be bad. I don't know how to handle that transition. I am also a little worried about, as you said, tried and true. <laughs> um, I make a living off of these apps. That's my income. That's my salary. And I know what I'm making right now. Anytime you introduce change, even though the probability that the change will be positive and good is pretty high, there's still a chance it could be lower. Maybe uh, everyone gets the free version and uh, I put the scale wrong and the free version is adequate and no one ever needs to buy the pro version. So I screw up in that way. Um, so many different ways <laughs> to screw up. It's almost easier with a new app, I guess is all I'm saying here. With uh, existing apps, it's much harder. So that's why I'm definitely looking to do this with new stuff. That totally makes logical sense. You know, I did that with um, with Island Tracker. It was paid, if you remember. And then I made it free and did an in-app purchase to see if it would stimulate download growth because I wasn't getting a lot of downloads. Uh, I definitely did get more downloads. I don't think I got more people paying necessarily, but at the same time, uh, it was never generating a lot of income, right? So it wasn't something where I was like, oh, let's see if this worked. Like nothing was going to work. I think it was a great app. 
in a very extremely crowded market. And maybe I just didn't market it well, bad name, whatever. <laughs> but in that situation, the nice part is that I had a backend for the application. There were, there were in quotes, user accounts, which we've talked about in the podcast before. And I created a little structure that I backdated everyone that bought the pro, yeah. the, the full version, and they could restore that from the server, uh, which was nice. So that way, if you were new and installing it and you tried to restore it, well, you didn't already buy it for the full price. You got to buy the in-app purchase for, you know, $1.99 or whatever, one-time fee, you know, and I was just mm -hmm. like, here's this, here's that. And you can just trying to get more users. Um, so that was the only way of doing it. But I think for your apps, they don't have servers and logins and things like that, correct? No, uh, but I think we both agree that that's the right way to move forward. If if I want to do this, um, basically give people six months to create an account and be like, look, uh, <laughs> you have yeah. the full version right now. If you want to keep using the full version, I'm really sorry about all this. And I'm really sorry that you have to create yet another account. But uh, if you want the features, <laughs> you got to go do this. Uh, I think that's it's not great, obviously, but it's reasonable. I think people yeah. could tolerate it. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> I did it for Kelka. Well, let, let me rewind. Um, something I'd like to ask you too is whether you can just do receipt validation to also help with that upgrade process. Could I just not even like the full server receipt validation? I think you can just talk to the store and just ask for the apps receipt itself. Mm -hmm. And even you don't even have to ping it off your own server. And so I think that could be a way too. You could just mark a date and say, I know for a fact, <laughs> uh, prior to this date, uh, it was the full price version post that date. That's the free version. No, I think that's totally true. I believe that you can do receipt validation. Now I don't know if receipt validation is if you buy the app or if it's that's only for in-app purchases. That's the one I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I believe but, back in the day you could only because piracy was a big deal back in the day. I remember people used to always send me screenshots of my app on all the pirated sites. And for a little while there, I cared. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I wrote that kind of code. I just don't know what the current state of the art is and that kind of stuff. But definitely something I'm reminding myself now that I should go look at. Yeah. The other thing you could do is what I did in the application at the same time as I did an update to the app when it was paid. And when they open the app, it stored basically a cookie in the, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the, I don't think I put it in the keychain, but I just put it in the shared preferences. Keychain would have been better because it's backed up, but it, it was a token that said, I've, I have the yeah. full version. And then I try to restore that. And then I just automatically know. And if you're in the keychain, that would carry around from device to device. But that was at least one thing that I was like, okay, this would, probably work most of the time um and maybe only 10 percent of my people or when they get iCloud. a new device would need to do that yeah the iCloud it, it always just comes down to iCloud and you don't even have to use keychain for that because mm. you know you're not trying to prevent hackers or anything you can just use the ubiquitous uh key value store that's ah, available yeah. in most apps uh use either one but it, it all the same problem always comes down to you gotta make sure you have an iCloud uh the person's logged into iCloud at least yes. once while using the app. Yep. Okay. Good. I, I didn't mean to side sidetrack us. Uh, so <laughs> going back, I I haven't done um, subscriptions before, but what I did was consumable in-app purchases that still had a time associated with them. So you could buy like three months of using the app, six months of using the app. Mm. 
And this was before they allowed subscriptions so ubiquitously. That's uh, perhaps another reason why I don't have subscriptions. Hey, everyone, I'm old. I've been selling apps forever. And they didn't allow this. I mean, at first it was only news apps. And then you had to show that, like, it was a significant strain on you in order to do subscriptions. Now they don't really care. <laughs> you just do subscriptions. Um so what I did was consumables with time limits, but I almost felt like I had to go through all the same logic. You know, I had to check the day, double check the day, blah, 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 accumulate a bunch of them, resolve all the differences and all that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I got a little bit of training for this. But anyway, uh, please continue with your story and tell me all the terrible parts. I, I am. I'm thinking that you, Frank, lived in-app subscriptions without actually doing in-app subscriptions <laughs> yeah. because... That process that you outlined is exactly what I had to do. So let's talk about just in-app subscriptions without having to think about the intricacy of the pricing model. If you already <laughs> had a paid version or you already, like me, have a pro mode in your application, let's just talk in-app subscriptions and Greenfield. what you need to do. It's a yeah, new Greenfield. app. <laughs> it's a new app. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful brand new world. File oh, new. Shiny. <laughs> it, and it's like the first thing that you care. You haven't written any code of your app yet, but you know you want to do in-app subscription. So that's where you You're start. You're going to write the account system first. I love it. I love where your mind is. <laughs> okay. So in-app subscriptions, we've all done an in-app subscription, but when you're in Google Play or you're in App Center Connect, you get to pick a few things. You get to pick an identifier, a visible name, a description. These are the same for all in-app purchases, but then there's the kicker, which is you get to set a price and a time length and a few other properties such as, is there a free trial? That's a new thing now. Mm. And also how many days are you going to enable them to, um, have a subscription while the payment is pending? If that oh, makes sense. yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the default there? Seven days. Okay. Sounds reasonable. So let me keep it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't try to fight the scammers. You know, if, yeah. if, if you can hack Apple's payment system, good on you. You know, you can use the circuit app. <laughs> yes. I, that is, the, you know, and that's how I did all my in app purchases. Like I never did receipt validation. And I, don't, I was like, no, who's going to, it's fine. Like if five people want to get around it, that's fine. Um, now that being said, uh, to keep it simple, I was like, no free trial. No, just, you, you got the thing or you didn't get the thing. It's fine. You know, I think I would do free trial if this was a very expensive in-app purchase. Cause you get to choose how long you can do. Mm. I think it's like one week, one month, and then like six, three months, six months, one year, whatever you can do like a lots of different and lengths on it. I'm assuming from the apple's management side they can only buy that one once is that how it works or that is, is it correct. up to you to hide it no so if you as i've tested this um, yeah, i was for wondering both, <laughs> for both non-consumables and subscriptions um once they buy it if they try to buy it again um it will return this the the purchase to you automatically and say hey they per they already own this got it got yeah. it and they won't let them buy it again at all, which is super duper nice. It's absolutely delightful. Okay, so let, let's uh, start at the beginning here. Let's say you want to offer, um, what, $2 a month and $10 a month. And then mm -hmm. 
are you, are we going to talk about buyout prices or not different episode just subscriptions that's next let's let's talk about okay. my final implementation at the end of okay. the day. so we have but let's say you have two price points then two dollars and ten dollars you probably only have one price point is that right free one price point one month one dollar maybe 49 cents i'm not sure um <laughs> 49 cents is an option inside of apple Google, you can set whatever you want. You want it to be 10 cents, it could be 10 cents. You want it to be <laughs> one penny a month, it could be one penny a month for all daycare. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I hope someone releases the one penny a month app. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay, so, so you can set that the up, but they're Apple, different numbers. Right. So in App Store Connect, let's say, sorry, iOS person, um, I would go in there. I'm not setting an expiration date a time limit or anything because it's a subscription right i'm just saying monthly so i choose monthly versus weekly versus yearly do i choose that that is correct yeah you get to mm -hmm. choose in a beautiful drop down how much you want and for how long this subscription is or the payment interval is really what that is that is correct and you can have auto renewing and also non not renewing, not auto renewing, which I don't know why you would ever do that. It's always <laughs> auto renewing. Hello. You know, just saying. Just trying to sell some apps over here, people. Yeah. <laughs> and they and they call these things subscription groups. So you house multiple subs subscriptions into a group. So you could have a pro subscription group. You could have a elite subscription group. And those could have the different month intervals in there, basically. Right. So you're not getting fancy, though. Again, one, 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 one. You're debating one, one, the one, price, one, one. but okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can do one week, one month, two months, three months, six months, one year. That's all your options. That's it. So you're not going to give them a yearly break. You didn't decide to do that. Um, no, I just, you know, I have s the logic that you have to implement in the application. gets quite complicated. So what I if said, they buy me... one of both, or I guess you put them in a group. If they're in a group, can they buy only one out of the group? That'd be nice. That would be nice. Oh, then there's also the so there's also the thing that I didn't talk about, which is upgrading subscriptions. So, for example, Ooh. maybe I want to move from one month to six months, and I can upgrade from or downgrade. So maybe you have a a bronze, silver, gold, and they can upgrade and downgrade in your application. That's again okay. way too much. It's too too complicated. See how complicated it gets really yeah. quick. Yeah, and keep it simple. Yeah, sorry, but just I have to know you brought it up. It's your fault. Um, <laughs> so that would be in a group. For example, you could upgrade within a group or can you upgrade even out of groups? I'm not positive. I think it's inside of a group, but I've never done it. So I don't actually know. Fantastic. Okay. Keep it simple is what James is saying right now. But I can see definitely the benefit of giving a yearly discount over the monthly price. That's totally. the only reason I'm pushing. Yeah. So little details to look into. It, it could be too. And then, you know, I think that's going to be like based on feedback. I could say, okay, like, hey, you know, is it a one month, six month, one year, like what does that look like? Uh, because many SaaS services, software as a service, they do that, right? They say, here's your monthly, but here's your yearly. And mm -hmm. uh, the yearly makes it really easy because you don't need to check the server for a whole year because they've <laughs> upgraded to pro oh. for a whole year. Well, nice segue. Um, just to state the obvious here, I assume when your app boots up, it checks all this stuff. I assume whenever it comes back into the foreground after being in the background, it mm -hmm. checks all this stuff. Any other times? So let's talk about that. So implementing a purchase of an in-app subscription yeah. is the same process. So the code is literally the same, except for you say, I would like this identifier, which is a subscription. Okay. And then 
they buy it and and you you get that that um, transaction information back that they've purchased it and they're good to go. So in that instance, the the process of if you're doing a consumable, non-consumable, those are identical between the platforms. It's really up to you. And this is where it gets complicated. You have to decide when do you check? How are you storing when they purchased it, when it expires? Are you going to give them a little leeway? Mm -hmm. Um, um, What happens when they re-uninstall your application, reinstall your application? What happens when they cancel a subscription? What happens if they refund your subscription, which is different than canceling, by the way, because Mm -hmm. when you cancel, the subscription still goes till the end of the month. You don't get a refund. It just doesn't renew. You're locked in, but they can request Apple to refund, which they can also do with a non-consumable, which by the way, I don't do anything for because two people ever in three years have ever asked for a (laughs) refund. And it was only because one of them, I couldn't solve their Bluetooth issue. And I said, ask for a refund. That's really cool. And in fact, you'll keep the promo because I don't check if you do the refund. Um, but but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Let me pause you then. Um, so just rewind. I know from the past that I, I like to query Apple servers to get all the prices of things. So the purchasing side you're saying is pretty simple. You just query all your subscription IDs, get your up-to-date prices, display those, handle the UI. That should be easy. But in the checking part, this is fascinating now. So I assume that there's a status code because there's always a status code. And there's canceled. Made sense to me. The refund isn't just yet another status code. So are you being lazy in that you're just not handling that status code or is it just more complicated? Ah, Frank, you would think there's a canceled and a refunded token um, (laughs) in information and the purchase information, but there is not. Uh, it's purchase information only, not canceled or refunded information. Is that what I'm hearing? Jackpot. <laughs> Fantastic. So how do you how does one detect a cancellation, James? Well, let's talk about that. But before we do, let me actually tell you a little bit about how I've been mixing up my mornings with a brand new awesome productivity drink alongside my coffee. Because you know, Frank, I love coffee, Frank. You know I love it. Oh, it's true. It's true. You you can't get this guy to stop talking about coffee. Every morning now, I'm not only having my amazing, delicious coffee, but I'm also mixing in this magical elixir called Magic Mind. Now, Magic Mind is really, really cool because I have a ritual in the morning, but they reached out. I've been trying this out almost every single morning, and it's helping me boost my productivity. And I'm not a person that's like, want to mess with my coffee, right? But this thing is really cool. It's kind of like a little shot of green, good tasting stuff, basically, is what I consider it. But that good stuff are just 12 natural ingredients like matcha, which I love all the time. I love matcha whenever I can drink it and other adaptogens and nootropics that help you focus and fight stress. I've been trying out Magic Mind with my morning coffee and so has Heather and so have you. And I've been taking it before work with my coffee. It's made my mornings and afternoons an absolute delight. Now, it's really cool because it's not only delicious to taste. It's all natural. Okay. hundred percent in it. And if you're looking to maybe reduce your coffee consumption, I'm not, it can help you do that. Um, but one thing that I think is really cool about it is that it's the company's 100% carbon neutral. And for every bottle they sell, they give five cents back to mental health charities and services at the same time. So it's a really cool company, really good people behind it. And I've really enjoyed it. Now, if you want to give it a try, 
Magic Mind has an exclusive special offer for all of our listeners of Merge Conflict, okay? If you want to give it a try, just like I have been doing and now drinking it almost every single morning, you can go to magicmind.co slash merge, magicmind.co slash merge, M-E-R-G-E, and you can use exclusive discount code at checkout to get 20% off your first order. Merge 20. Merge 20 is the coupon code. Get it? 20% off. 20 is in the name. You can give it a go. So go to magicmind.co slash merge, coupon code merge20 to get 20% off your first order and give it a try. I really enjoyed it. Heather's been loving it. And even you, Frank, who doesn't like to add in anything else into his coffee ritual, gave it a thumbs up. Oh, yes. It is a sparkly little joy. Uh, I, I, I used to try those like crazy energy drinks back in the day and I'd gotten off of those. But this one is a nice, like you said, nice few natural ingredients and nice and yummy. That's a great point, too. I hate energy drinks and I like this stuff because it's not an energy drink. It's like one of those nice little shots of goodness that you want to try. And oh, I forgot to mention, they also have a money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. So who doesn't love that? Um, thanks magic mind, um, for delicious goodness. Thank you. Magic mind. Yeah. So, I did get a free sample and I totally didn't like it. It's just, <laughs> it's just cheating to get free samples, but I, I full disclosure, full disclosure. <laughs> didn't, didn't have to pay. <laughs> yeah. Although I am now got a subscription gun. So sure. now here's the other thing about subscriptions, right? So when you get that information back, you just get if it's like a pending payment or it's purchased and pretty much if it's purchased, it's good to go. Else you get error codes and you handle those gracefully. But again, you don't get a status of canceled or refunded, which is a bummer. Now, the only way to do these on both Apple and Google is to actually do receipt validation. No. Yeah. No. And in fact, <laughs> in fact, they recommend that you set up a server that listens yeah. for webhooks so you get notified when people cancel. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, what, wouldn't it be nice to live in a world where I just had a web server for every single one of my apps listening to Apple's every little whim instead of them <laughs> just putting in the API, whether it's canceled or refunded? <laughs> Ugh, okay. So that's the true answer is um, to do receipt validation, which does, this version does require a server is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, I guess you could do tons of receipt validation in your app on startup and a bunch of other things. That seems really complicated. I feel as though the reason subscriptions are complicated and continue to get complicated in this scenario is if you want to do them 100% proper from end to end. And it would make sense if you were a company that had a website and a mobile app and you had your own auth store backing database, like you're saying, and can handle it end to end. But that's not me, Frank. So that's not what I did. Okay. But at the same time, you still want to expire these things somehow, right? So if they paid for a month, I'm assuming if they canceled, you're still going to handle that somehow, right, James? Or are you just going to give them the features forever? Is that's that... a great, <laughs> that's a great point. So that is one nice thing about being like, hey, this is only every month compared to a year is that at the end of the month, they don't get it again if they they cancel it, so they won't have any oh, new receipts. Sorry, right? So there is a new purchase uh, receipt for every single month. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. That is correct. That, I believe that's going to accumulate after ten years. That's funny. <laughs> so I'll tell you about this in the testing because don't worry, I have about fifty eight 
um, test flight notifications because <laughs> purchasing subscriptions are funky in test flight. So yeah, so Apple will give you a brand new entry for every single um, renewal Got in it. the system. So the original purchase and every renewal. From my understanding, Google only gives you the most recent. So hmm. regardless, in your code, the only thing you need to do is get all of your receipts and order descendingly <laughs> by the transaction date. <laughs> Technically, the end date, you should add on the length of it and then descend after that. But yes, got it. Yes. That sounds, that actually sounds doable. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I do in my code is I store a few values. Sorry. I store th- <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just thinking okay. out loud here. I'm just I'm interrupting. Um, it, it just occurred to me, though, the real downside of the not handling the cancellation, like you said, worst case, someone gets a free month out of you. But if you're yes. doing yearly, it would be a little bit worse, a lot bit worse, quite a bit, Correct. bit worse. So if you are going to offer yearly, maybe you do want to put the effort into putting that server up. I would say absolutely. I would say absolutely, or figuring out how to validate things, in, even if it's in the app, or do receive mm-hmm. validation or something else. I would definitely do that. And in my in that billing, I have how to do it with Azure Functions and stuff like that. John Jonathan Peppers wrote a great uh, article on how to do it on his blog too. So I'll definitely link to my in app billing where you can see the documentation on how to do that. But yeah, I agree. So in this scenario, I'm like, that's fine, right? Not a big deal. So what I do in my app, Frank, is I have three NS user defaults preferences that I store. Ready? Mm. Okay. One is, have they ever bought a subscription ever? (laughs) Okay. Love it. Okay. But these are, to be clear, these are things you're backing up to iCloud or something. You want this cross device or you want this on device? Just on device is fine because when they restore their purchases, when they... Yeah, they update. So if, if you uninstalled and reinstalled, you're going to have to go into settings, restore your purchases, and I'll figure it all out. Right. Um, okay. So have you ever bought a subscription ever in your entire life? <laughs> That's one. Two, when does that subscription expire? Yeah. Okay. Important. Uh, which is very important, which would normally be one month from the transaction date. However, James over here gives you an extra five days. So, <laughs> Dude, so we'll, we'll get into UI stuff, but I'm, I'm curious if you pop up like an alert, like five days left, four days left, three days left. <laughs> no, well, I would if it wasn't auto renewing, but it is auto renewing. So, you know, right. things like that. You can't really offer it because when do you yeah. actually get the payment receipt? Yeah. Are we talking like, is it accurate to the minute? Should I pad things by hours, days, months? <laughs> Not months. So, so that's a great point. So the reason I decided to pad it by five days was I wanted to basically give my users enough time where if their credit card had expired, they're going to get an email, they're going to go and update it. It's going to go process. I'm thinking five days is good. Um, what, and also you're giving them an extra five days. Who cares at the end of that? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I, I'm totally. sorry, I, I thought that you said earlier that Apple helped out with some of this where you could say there was a grace period of seven days, but maybe that's not related. Yes, but I don't know how that works. Fantastic. <laughs> Got it. So there's that. Now, the other thing that I, um, another Boolean that I, I, I use, another value is, 
should I show a pop-up telling you to refresh the status of your subscription? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. It's a so long name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot shorter. But so here's here's what happens. So when you buy a subscription from me, I the, for the very first time, I say, hey, you totally bought a subscription. Thanks for being awesome. And let me set the expiration date um, to one month. So date time on that UTC that comes back from the mm-hmm. transaction, plus one month, plus five days. I store that in my little secure storage. And I say, also, I definitely want to do that pop up at some point in the future. So store that because they have a valid subscription. Wait, I, sorry. So why do you want to pop up if they have a valid subscription? We'll get to that. Thanks for asking. Got it. Now, I do the same exact thing if you also restore your subscriptions, okay? Because let's imagine you installed it on another device. You go to buy it again. Well, you, you just go in and you say, hey, restore my purchases. I do the same thing. I say, hey, I look at all of the receipts. I order descendingly by date. And I say, okay, Frank bought a subscription one week ago. Let's add one month five days to mm-hmm. seven days ago from the transaction UTC. Super simple. And you got, you're good to go. You got pro baby. Yep. You are good to go. You got everything. Now, Frank, one month, five days has passed. What do I do? Because now yeah. you open the app up and you don't have pro because that Boolean that I'm checking and that date time have now expired because the daytime has passed the one month, five days. What do I do, Frank? What would you do? I assume your app just crashes at this point. It's, that it's is a the tricky <laughs> scenario to handle. <laughs> that is what I thought of doing. And then I said, no, I'll be a little classier. So the, the first thing that I do is I use that second Boolean to say, should I show a pop-up? And I'm not really sure. I don't have like a best. I, I, this is what I did because... I didn't know any better and there's really no guidance. So what I did is I said, hey, it looks like your one month subscription um, status needs to be refreshed. Do you want to refresh it now or later? Because maybe you don't have internet. Maybe you're just like, I'll do it later or whatever. Not a big deal Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And if they say refresh on that page, they don't have to navigate anywhere. I go grab all the receipts, pull them all down, try to see if they bought a new one. And if they did, and if it auto renewed, I say, thanks for being awesome. You're the best person in the world. Rad. You know what I mean? And then if they say maybe later, or no matter what they press, I basically now say, don't show this pop-up again, right? Because they may have canceled it. I don't know that. So Mm. they might say maybe later, and then I'll just never pop that up again. So I don't keep bugging them. I don't want to bug them ever, but I'm going to be bugging them every one month and five days, one time. And it takes five seconds to refresh the thing. But I, I, that's what I did. I guess I could have done it silently, but then I was like, what if something goes wrong and they start a ride really quick and I'm doing something? Well, it's kind of I weird. I, I, I think it's fine. I think you're being okay. honestly a little bit overly subtle. Um, okay. I'm imagining, sorry, this is how I'm going to implement it, like a terrible person. Um, I'm going to have a lot of the pro features exposed in the UI. And when you tap on them, it's going to bring up like this how to buy screen and Mm. refresh your numbers screen. I'm basically going to have just one screen that does everything. And so it makes sense whether you want to you want to very manually control uh, whether that gets presented or not. 
But at the same time, I think every time they click on a feature that's a pro feature, I'm going to pop it up anyway. <laughs> so I think you're being very subtle and that's very generous of you. Um, it's a free app. You're allowed to be a little obnoxious. It's not like you're putting up like, I don't know, car ads or anything. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, the one bummer is like if they didn't have internet, couldn't refresh their status, then they just wouldn't get the pro modes, but all of their data is saved. Right. So that's one cool part about my app that I really (laughs) liked is that let's say you install the app today and you don't unlock pro mode for a month and you do 30 rides, all that data is there. I just mm. keep it in the database. I just don't show it to you. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I guess it brings up the obvious thing too. Don't delete the data, I guess, when that expiration happens. It, it is the transitions that are going to always be the hardest part. Like getting them to like click the buy button. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a marketing thing. But from an app um, logic perspective, it's going from false to true and true to false. You got to handle yeah. both scenarios very smartly and test out all the conditions. Like for me, I'm concerned about they have a circuit open. It's using some advanced elements that only come in the pro version. Hmm. Does that circuit just shut down? You know, does the circuit hmm. close? What does the simulation do? You know, it's it's it gets tricky, but I think um, that's kind of an edge case. I think yeah. for most apps, it's a little bit, uh, should be an easier transition. Yeah. And and I only check that status when the app comes alive, like on appearing, um, Mm -hmm. whenever, you know, Xamarin forms or iOS call the on appearing. So I think it's on resume. So if a user, for example, subscribed to this in-app purchase and the subscription for one month and they Mm -hmm. kept the app open indefinitely, then they would indefinitely have this thing. I could be smarter, right? I could be like, whenever you start a new ride, check the status, make sure it's a thing. Like I could do that too, but People don't leave apps open for one month. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Uh, some people do, but if it goes to the background and foreground, it's going to check that stuff again. I think that's good enough. Yep, absolutely yep. agree. Uh, so I would say just beware of that interaction, but with open URL handlers too, because those things get called at the most random and awkward and annoying mm-hmm. times. So just be careful about popping up anything automatically in that that's case true. too. Something I, a mistake I always make now oh oh, there's a now i i believe that i believe the implementation details at that point are complete now i have of course complicated my (laughs) scenario because i already have a pro version but we'll get to that in a little bit but i'm that's the app code the actual app logic once i figured out how i was gonna do it by i created a method that was called add subscription time and it just took in a date. It was an extension method. It took a date time and it and it added it. So I, everywhere in the app, I just you know knew how to check the date, set the date, do all the things, and it was really easy um, from a logic standpoint. Now, mm-hmm. any other questions before I get to testing, Frank? Which oh, is the gosh. worst part? You thought that no, was bad? No, I I know how bad the testing is because I've gone through it with Kalka, so I, I I do have a vague notion of how bad things are about to get here. I'm trying to think if there is anything left, but no, I think we covered most of the bases. Um, do you have a separate purchase dialogue versus your update and manager subscription dialogue? Are they separate? Or views, uh, whatever page? <laughs> no, they're the same. They're all yeah, they're in same there. Basically, yep. basically, what I have today is. I changed the the verbiage of pro to say lifetime pro um, upgrade and then monthly pro subscription because I got emails that said, 
that I, there was a pro purchase and people were like, is that monthly or is it a subscription or is it a oh. lifetime? And I was like, oh, that's lifetime. So I made it very clear. Lifetime subscription. Got it. You know, I might even put the word one time. Yeah. Make it yeah. very clear. Gotcha. Very clear. One time purchase. Yeah. Which was, you know, I think if I had just put that on my app, I think I probably would get more purchases of that anyways, but there's that. Um, so you do have that one consumable still in there. I do have the one uh, pro upgrade one-time purchase in there. We'll talk about pricing. Non-consumable, I guess. Non-consumable, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, okay. So now let me remind myself how testing goes. You log into App Store Connect and you create a bunch of fake users, which is a weird process. And then you have to do this on a device because I don't remember, does the simulator work or not? Either way, the simulator doesn't work for anything anymore. So on device, you have to have a test device, log out of all your iCloud stuff and log in using these new fake Apple accounts. Mm -hmm. And after that, everything's rosy, right? It just works. That is one option. And that's what I would have liked to do. However, I could not get my app to deploy with my developer certificates on any of my devices for some reason. Um, so what I decided to do, Frank, was ship it to test flight and test it in the test flight sandbox <laughs> mechanism. Which Okay. Sorry, this is new to me. So this is a whole separate mechanism from the other one? Yeah. So the one that you're describing is I plug my iPhone into my Mac or Windows machine. I deploy with my certs. Mm. And I then log into my sandbox account. It'll pop it up because it knows I'm in developer mode. And then it will basically, it'll enable me to buy it with that sandbox mode. Now, if you put this in test flight directly, anybody in test flight can make a purchase, but it's a fake purchase. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, fake so your purchase- normal iCloud account, you're using my- your, your James iCloud account. And this was actually to my advantage because. I didn't want to log out on my phone on every single account everywhere. <laughs> I, I just wanted to use my normal account. And these are these are fake purchases, um, but they will show up in receipts. So it, I, you don't have to pay for anything. So right. if you have test flight users, they can upgrade to Pro uh, or whatever it is. They don't have to pay for anything, Ooh. but it's fake. But they'll test the functionality. It's the same as the Sandbox account if you're plugging it into your device um, there. Now, the one-time purchases relatively easy because you either purchase it or you don't purchase it. Mm-hmm. Um, but which, what you want to test in subscriptions is, did I purchase the subscription? Um, and what happens if it expires? Yeah. And what happens if, um, <laughs> if I've renewed it and what happens if I don't renew it? I can see what's about to happen. You had one day or like one minute subscriptions. Can you do a one minute pay per minute subscription? <laughs> so this is really funky because now, Frank, I've not only... I've not only already had my one-time purchase that enables the functionality. So if I wanted to do a restore, I would, I needed to blank that out, but I've also hard coded, Hey, I've bought this thing. And in my app, I say, please add one month, five days. So check again in one month, five days. So what I had to do was I actually went and I said, add five minutes to the subscription because Frank on the ultimate guide to subscriptions to <laughs> iOS from Revenue Cat, which is the best blog that I've ever read in my entire life that I will absolutely link to because it is the absolute best iOS subscription testing blog ever. Great. This individual writes, hey, your App Store subscription is 
one month, Apple is going to set the sandbox duration to five minutes. And in five minutes, they will auto renew it. Is it two months? They're going to give you 10 minutes. Is it three months? 15 minutes, six months, 30 minutes, one year, one hour. I, I feel like I'm just like so old and out of date. You know, like, of course, it's all built into test flight. Of yeah. course, they accelerate time to make testing easier. They never did this for us back in the day, but <laughs> no. it's so nice that they're uh, doing it now. Honestly, yes. like, I'm 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 only a little bit angry that we never had this in the beginning, but I'm relieved, hugely relieved that it's actually improved this much. Yeah. So I have one month subscription, five minutes. Now, Apple will automatically renew that subscription regardless if the app is installed if it's open if anything up to 12 times they're not gonna tell you how many times ah but but up to 12 times gotcha yeah interesting so um in your app though uh you calculate the expiry date yourself right yes Mm -hmm. so now there's going to be a conflict between the one you calculate and the apple one So what I did to test this was I changed that instead of my one extension method, and this is why I made Mm -hmm. it a one extension method that every date time calls to add time to itself. So I said, well, I know it's five minutes. So what I'm going to do is I um, set it to five minutes. So in my app, in test flight, Mm. it's a little dangerous, but I said, it's only me testing it. I said, only add five minutes to the subscription. And additionally, Frank, you and I have talked about this before. But I actually created a separate screen, a debug screen that will output in descending order every in every in-app purchase. And it will also tell me information about like when my app thinks it's going to expire and when the most recent recent purchase was. And I can get to that. Anybody could if they tap on a label 20 <laughs> times in the application to get to it. Cause I was like, I need to debug this in real time. Yeah. So this is like, it's really kind of crazy. And I did that and I put in the five minutes and sure enough, the majority, not all, the majority of my logic totally worked, Frank. Like it just worked like out of the box and Apple kept giving me more, more receipts and more receipts and more receipts. And sure enough, my descending order, you know, by transaction date and grabbing the first one totally worked, uh, which makes sense because it's like, well, you grab me the latest one. And that, that should be the one that I add time to, to see if it gets expired or not. Now I did make one mistake. And this is what's really funny is since I'm testing in test flight, if I have a bug, Frank, I can't like, I need to like do a whole new build and a whole new push and yeah. a whole new install. Yeah. So I messed up a little bit in my app, which is when I did that pop-up after the expiration, to refresh the status, I forgot to add the method that says refresh the status. <laughs> like I just, I forgot to call the method that I wrote. Yeah. So um, I was in there and after the first one, I was like, okay, I got 50 minutes, right? <laughs> at, at, at max, who knows the minimum, but I got, I'm like, I got 50 minutes, right? So I go in and I fix my code. I kick off an app center, oh, that takes 12 minutes. I ship it. And I'm waiting and I'm refreshing and I'm refreshing. And after like five minutes, it shows up in test flight. I'm like, refresh (laughs) test flight. And I install it. And within the one hour sandbox, I not only tested the functionality, I fixed the stuff, got a new build and tested the new stuff as well. And it totally worked, which is kind of amazing. Bravo, bravo. Um, Yeah, per per last episode, I've also been abusing test flight lately. 
it's Apple's yeah. fault. <laughs> they they let us. Of course, we're going to do it. Um, I don't know. Like, it still sounds better than uploading to my device and um, doing the crazy iCloud test accounts. I don't know. They both sound a little bit bad. But since I have set up CD and everything, I imagine I'm going to be testing it the exact same way you are. I might yeah. put like a debug console in or something, especially in like something like Xamarin Forms. Just put a list view, throw some array of anything at that list view and just render it out. I like that idea. Yeah. And I'll also say, according to this document, the those upgrades, downgrades scenarios, they say that they're not supported in Sandbox. Now, I don't know if that oh. means it's not supported on test flight, but they say, like they say, you got to test this in production, which oh. is like, oh, oh, wonderful. Yeah. And oh, also gosh. receipts, receipts are not available in the sandbox, like right. until like the purchase is made or something It's, it's always wacky. Like, you know, ah, like yeah. these things, it's super weird just in general. So, yeah. Here's what I'm going to have to do. Sorry. I'm still going back to my problem of, I have, um, uh, people who paid for the app full price and I want to help them along. Um, I should put in the detection code for that into a release where I'm not making any other changes and yeah. just test out that detection code for a little while first. Yeah. Yeah. And then work from yeah. there. Yeah. And then the other thing that I thought about too, and you and I had a great conversation about it was, well, how do you su actually make those users feel pretty good about their previous purchases and things like that? Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do, my plan is to actually increase the lifetime subscription, which is what they all got. They already purchased already to uh, uh, probably double the price of it. Right. And then I'm going to introduce the the new price and the in in-app subscription at the same time but of course if they already bought mm -hmm. it they basically got 50 percent off of the lifetime so they should feel pretty good that they got it right so what you yeah. could do is do you, you detect could, that i do detect that yeah 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 so you got to put a cute little emoji what'd you do an emoji yeah yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Thanks for like, being awesome and blah, blah, blah. Right. So they all yeah. they already know it. Like you can detect to say, OK, is this the first time they opened the application and they're not a pro or they're, they're not a pro user or they are a pro user and they've opened it before. And you could add a Boolean to see if you need to like open that prompt or whatever. So overall, like that's every kind one of, of these the Booleans increases that test matrix. What are we up to? It Three, does. four. <laughs> that's it's two a lot to the of... fourth power things you got to test. <laughs> it's a lot of Booleans. Now, that being said, I did spend a lot of time testing it. And I also I that's only on iOS. I still need to test it yeah. on Android, which yeah. I think is even more, comp you know, probably similarly as complicated mm -hmm. uh, there. And, and the setup is very similar, but Again, I'm maybe now happy and I think I'm at 80%, 75% because I'm not doing the account validation, cancellation, all that other stuff. But like I said, you know, it's one month. So if they gave me for a month, then that's fine. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, I, I in the beginning, I was pretty adamant in my head that I would offer a yearly too, just as a courtesy. But now that I'm thinking about the implementation details, no, one month. You're right, James. One month. That's the way to go. <laughs> and my my thought has been this, which is um, right now, if I can get my, my hope is this. My hope is that I introduce the in-app subscriptions and some people try a month out or two months or a year out, whatever, however they want to go, where maybe they didn't want to do the full time price because I'm going to introduce this thing 
at, I think I'm going to introduce it at 99 cents with the option. If nobody buys it, put it down to 49 cents Mm because you can always go down. Mm -hmm. You probably shouldn't go up. That's my assumption because I don't know how that happens when someone buys it. Like, are they, are they grandfathered into that old pricing? So my plan is 99 cents, which means after four months, if they subscribe, I'll have made the same money as if they upgraded to pro. I, um, I'm sorry. I, we got to rewind there. So if they're on an auto renew and you mm-hmm. up the price, what happens? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Think through your pricing <laughs> before. Doing so any of this. think yeah. through your pricing. And I think I'm going to do 99 cents first. I feel like that feels fine. Mm-hmm. And then if no one's buying it, I'll just make it 49 cents. Yeah. I can always go down. Now, for the in-app purchase, the single time, I've adjusted that. I've moved it up and I've moved it down. It's, yeah. you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. It, yeah. it just refreshes. So not a big deal. Well, that's what's kind of nice about app prices, too, is even after you've bought it, Apple doesn't show you the price anymore. It's kind of funny. They, they've done yeah. that since the beginning. And so you're kind of free to change the price. Yeah, which is a super good thing. Yeah. So at this point in my mind, I'm feeling pretty good about Dunzos. it. Done. I'm pretty much donezos on it. Yeah, I do want to put it out in the world. I need to get it through <laughs> Apple testing, of course. But besides that, I just I'm smoothing it over. I'm rechecking my logic, making sure it's a month, things like that. Now, what I did, which was fun, is that I actually went and of course, all the five minute subscriptions stopped, right? They're uh-huh. all done. So what I did is I re-enabled the one month five days flag in my app, did a new build. Now at this point, I can restore purchases and make sure that it's adding one month, five days again, (laughs) right? So you hit that restore option, it's kind of going to override that five minute time. So that's an option. Like you can put these different matrices in there basically and, um, and do that stuff. But yeah, it's a complicated process. Yeah. Um, I feel like you have it well in hand. I feel like it's going to work out. Um, I I don't hear any flaws in your design. <laughs> I have faith. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Now, so, um, you said you haven't done any uh, App Store review yet. Do, have you done external testing on TestFlight? Um, just to myself. External, though, not internal? Uh, to Heather. I have Heather tested on her phone external like it's a thing it's a difference internal versus external on oh flight. no no I no. no okay so you haven't gone through a review at all no now i have though i will tell you this much i for my skiing app i did put in a subscription mm. uh purchase but i didn't do all the stuff about like auto renewing and all this other stuff because i didn't care there's no functionality it was a tip jar you know what i mean got it so i just kind of was like whatever and um that one did get rejected multiple times because when you put in-app subscriptions into your app, which are different than purchases, you have to link to the terms of service from Apple or your own mm. in the app and on the App Store description oh. in both places. Oh. So be aware of that. Little detail. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Didn't know that one. So they they rejected my app, and then I added a link to the app in the app that said terms of service, and it just it literally links to the Apple thing. They said, yeah. use ours. It works great. Okay. And then they rejected it again. They said, you also have to put it in your description. And I was like, 
where like oh in why, on why the app store they, yeah. why why can't they do that that's funny. i don't know <laughs> well it's funny because they said or use the predefined field and i was like there is no predefined field there's one for privacy huh. policy but right. that's it oh I, it's weird yeah i guess if you had asked me just randomly i would have guessed there was a field but i don't know i, I was guessing hmm fascinating maybe there is i can't find it so if you find it let me know i'm but searching <laughs> it's it's in there so that, that was the one gotcha with it so i've had an app officially released into the app store when with in-app subscriptions and it totally works fine and it was approved and it was in the store so it's really good bravo bravo um but not this one you're talking about the old one right this is the skiing app that one's in there but the, yes. the, the cadence the my cadence app where i have the check every month do all that stuff that is hopefully by the time this week it'll be out into the app store so okay exciting yes. very yes. exciting We've been talking about this for a while. Um, I was a little bit nervous, but I feel like you, you walked us through it nicely, James. Thank you. This all seems very doable. Um, I, I do need to go read a whole bunch of docs on receipt validation just to bring my current knowledge up to date. And then there was something else a little bit scary you mentioned in there, but I've totally forgotten already. So we'll just never talk about it again. There you go. And we'll do a whole episode on receipt validations once one of us fully <laughs> understand it. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Again, thanks to Magic Mind um, for helping us out. You know, like I said, this little drink has been absolutely delicious, making me more productive and getting more stuff done and drinking it side by side my coffee. So I do the same stuff in the morning. It's delicious. Give it a try. Go to magicmind.co slash merge and get 20% off your first order at merge. 20 in the coupon code section at checkout. And again, it is a fully money back guarantee. So give it a try and let us know what you think of it. I've been digging it. So is Frank. So is Heather. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.